Welcome once again to another episode of Demand Gen Radio, the one program that brings you all the latest methods and technologies for driving growth and increasing demand. With the voice of Demand Gen, David Lewis. All right, you guys, well, welcome back to another episode of Demand Gen Radio. I'm hoping some of you are seeing me right now, and I'm going to talk about Demand Gen TV in just a little bit. But if you are on your mobile phone or someplace listen to the podcast, awesome. And if you have not already subscribed to the channel, whether that's our YouTube channel or the podcast channel, I just want to, before we quick off, remind you guys to take a moment to do that. The good thing is you don't have to put in your email or form or worry about anything. The reason I want you guys to subscribe is because we make content for you guys every single week. And this way, if it's on the YouTube channel, which is at demandgen.tv or the podcast, whether that's iTunes or Spotify or iHeartRadio, whatever it is, that way you know when we are making more content. We don't have to send you emails because you know within those applications that there is a new video for you. So don't forget to click on subscribe. And if you're on the YouTube channel right now, two things would certainly help. We are on our road, on our climb to 1,000 subscribers. I think we're approaching 800 right now. And so if you guys smash that like button and click on subscribe, it really helps amplify the channel. So as marketer to marketer, thank you for doing that. All right, with some of those logistics behind us, I want to say again, thank you so much for uh, being together in 2021. I feel the cloud lifting. I've had my vaccinations myself, and I am ready to get out there and see your smiling faces. But until then, uh, here we are together. Today on the program, I'm going to be joined by a guest, and we are going to be talking about product marketing. I don't think I've ever had an episode on product marketing, so I am super happy uh, and super excited to have this conversation. And without further ado, let's bring Ryan onto the program. Ryan, there you are. How are you? Hey, David. Great. How are you? I am doing well. Uh, at the time of recording, it's what, Tuesday morning? It's the beginning of April, uh, and April showers bring May flowers. So it's that time of the year where things are going to start <laughs> blooming. And uh, I'm, I'm just, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm ready to get outside and would look forward to meeting you someday because you and I are both west coast but uh well you are you're west coast yeah i'm actually in the midwest you're midwest uh, gone, so based out in the west coast but i recently moved here to be a little bit closer to family oh okay 2020 brought some crazy so, times so yeah. i get to be closer to home nice all right with well, jameson that's uh, i guess on the on the west coast ryan jameson and i were talking yesterday and uh, we got a treat mm -hmm. for you guys uh later this month we're going to show you guys the Gong platform, some new capabilities that nobody has ever seen. And that's really, as you know, Ryan, how you and I got to know each other. And I said, you know what? Why don't we jump on a podcast together? Because why? Ryan is two months into her journey at Gong. Uh, great background, which I want to talk a little bit about. But you, you only get to do this once, Ryan, which is to live the onboarding experience, to go into a role uh, and describe it as you're experiencing it. If you and I talked a year from now, two years from now, you'd miss some of those experiences that you're going through right now. So thank, thanks for joining me. First of all, let me ask you, what what attracted you to to Gong into the director of product marketing role? Why did you join? You left Salesforce to join Gong. So I'd love to hear more about that as I'm sure others would. Yeah, so I started my career uh, before Salesforce at GE, so a huge, massive company, wow. and, and progressively getting smaller and smaller every single year. What really attracted me to Gong mm -hmm. is the growth of the company mm -hmm. and our leadership board. I had interviews with our CEO, our CMO, and our chief people officer, 
And they sold me on the vision of Gong. These folks know what they're doing and the product absolutely shines. Plus my manager is someone that I worked with at Salesforce and uh, he speaks very highly of the company. Was that the so, connection? Did he recruit you over to Gong? Is that how that started? Yep. All right. Yep, he nice. did. Mm -hmm. Well, those of us that have like, you know, the, the A players, the rock stars that we've worked with in our career, we love to keep the band together. I think I mixed metaphors right there, but we love to um, keep our team together. So, so very cool. And like I said to all of you guys, later this month on Demand Gen TV, I think April 26, we are going to launch an episode and take a deep dive into the Gong platform that you can see. But we'll touch a little bit on it, what it is today for some context. So Ryan, um, I think it was page 19 of my book, Manufacturing Demand, I talked about uh, the movie Training Day with Denzel Washington. And I talked about my relationship with Joe Langner, who was the head of sales at Ellie Mae, and how he and I literally got in the car and went on the road together to meet with clients. It was my very first, I think, month at Ellie Mae as their head of marketing. And I always, you know, the page from my playbook is, if you want to be a great marketer, whether that's product marketing or even in sales for that matter, if you mm -hmm. want to be great at a go-to market role, you need to understand the mind of the customer, uh, the questions they ask, the questions they don't ask, what they like about the product, what they don't like about the product, who the competition is, all of those things, as you know. We got in the car. We literally got in the car and drove around together and went from mortgage brokerage company to mortgage. I think we toured about 20 of them together. And I really got to learn um, things about our target market. For one thing that I never would have read somewhere is at that time, loan processors loved Beanie Babies because every place I went, they were all on top of their cubes. This was during the, the Beanie Baby craze. And oh, I was part of that craze. Yeah, were you? Sure. Yeah. And they're oh, all, definitely. And they're all worth a lot of money. And I'm sure you've not sold any of them. Uh, it's so funny. In Mark. a dusty basement right okay. now. <laughs> we, we all have them. I, I still have my kids ones. So, right, you couldn't you couldn't tell through a focus group that they're really into Beanie Babies. And yet, as soon as I saw that, you can bet what we were giving out for people taking demos and part of our direct mail campaigns because I knew they all liked Beanie Babies. They were predominantly women uh, and learned a lot just from being in their office. So now let's not talk about what my experience was. You're now two months into your role. What 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 have you been trying to achieve and how have you been doing that to learn everything you need to, to be effective as a product marketer, as a head of product marketer there at Gong? Uh, just to add fuel to the fire of everything you've been saying is onboarding itself is difficult enough, but onboarding as a remote employee during a pandemic, <laughs> it has been exponentially more difficult than I ever expected. Uh, my team and I joke often of, I don't even know how tall you are. I don't know when I'm going to meet you in person. And it's the little things and the personal details about the people that you work with that you don't get to really see and you don't get to understand. So we are very heavily relying on video conferencing, trying our best to connect offline. Uh, we have a rule of camera on every single meeting, unless there's something critical that you can't have it on for. But as many personal touches as you can get. And that goes between knowing your team and all your stakeholders. You mentioned before, I partner very close with our product marketing team and our sales team and our CS teams and being able to understand that network uh, and create relationships. It's definitely more difficult. And 
On top of that, understanding our sales cycle and our go-to-market strategy to understand where I fit in. It's been, it's been fun. It's definitely been a fun challenge. Yeah. By the way, it's segue for a second, because I think everybody can relate to what you just said about being on air, um, which are literally, mm-hmm. I don't, you, there's an on-air sign in the back of my office right now that, that some people can see. I'm, I'm not sure about the always being on camera. And I think like anything in life, if the pendulum swings too far to one extreme or the other, if we're never on camera seeing each other, you know, I can see your smiling face. I can see your, what do you call them? Your, your sticks, your, your sticks art. Uh, I call them my chopsticks. Your chopsticks. You know, I can see it and I can feel connected to you because, you know, there's uh, biologically we're herding animals and we want to see one another uh, yeah. and connect. However, like I needed to eat my oatmeal this morning. And I didn't want to eat oatmeal with someone else on the phone. And yet I literally went right into my day, call to call to call to call and want to drink coffee, want to eat oatmeal, didn't want to worry about stuff, you know, being on my teeth. And so, you know, I'll ask, hey, you know, a little forgiveness for a little bit. I'm going to snack you guys while we have this call and I'll be back on air. I just think we need to find a way to be off air and give people a break from being what feels like a news anchor all day long with the lights and, and cameras on. I don't know the solution to that, but... You know, if you guys are, are watching this uh, and want to comment about it and give your thoughts, I welcome that because I think we've gone to too much of an extreme with being on air all the time. Uh, let's so yeah. on your onboarding, you can't drive around. Um, you you landed in a place where you actually have technology that can help you with your onboarding. If you guys don't know what Gong does, among the many things which we'll show you later this month, it's recording every call. It's recording sediments. It's it's recording the statements positive, negative, all kinds of interesting um, capabilities that, that Ryan can certainly talk way more than than I can. But you got to use that tool for your own onboarding, right? Honestly, with it, I felt like I was cheating in a way. Uh-huh. Of It made the process a lot smoother. I've switched companies uh, two or three times in my career at this point, and it was night and day. And I, like I said, I was, I was cheating the process. It went a lot faster. Yeah. And of course, there's always stuff to learn and it's going to be, I'm going to be growing and learning for years. Everyone does. Um, but my first couple weeks, uh, I was able to utilize this tool, which building on what you said, it's not only recording everything, but it's giving me insights. I can jump to exactly where I need to be in calls about our full sales cycle. I can shadow an entire deal in an hour Mm -hmm. going directly to the points in the call where I need to see it. And I don't have to wait until the next call happens. I'm just listening to our best sales reps and our best CS folks and our product team who's recorded their demos to learn everything and watch it incredibly quickly, not bombarding any calendars and not waiting until the next thing happens. Well, at the risk of not making it sound like an infomercial, because I just am curious and I want to talk about the <laughs> platform more, but I want to pivot to yep. like what your looking and listening for like how i really want to focus on how what you are looking for as a product marketing person can benefit a marketer who needs to onboard or learn about a new product certainly salespeople, customer experience but the question i still want to ask you is like is is Mm -hmm. part of the value proposition and positioning of gong as an onboarding platform for people or is that just like you said hey i have this tool and it does these things and i'll I'll leverage there because I think of it as a sales enablement is, yeah. tool and sales leadership tool and a, as a marketing tool, I, I didn't think of it as an onboarding tool. 
it is all of those things. Um, it is a sales enablement tool and our primary market is the sales folks mm -hmm. and onboarding is just one piece of the puzzle. And we'll talk about other things later this month. I don't want this to sound like an infomercial at all. Yeah. Um, but onboarding is a, is part of it. Okay. But onboarding for sales reps really has been the meat and potatoes, so to say. Mm -hmm. And as a product marketer, there are a lot of uses that were that cheat code in order to help me get up to speed a little bit quicker. You said cheat code. Are you a gamer? I'm not. Really? I'm not, okay. unfortunately. I'm a, I, I, just, I have know, been a hardcore. Buzzword. I like it. I've been a hardcore gamer. Uh, most of most of my life and I'm, I'm actually gaming with my daughter tonight um who's who's 25 and that's just the thing that right. daddy and daughter do and i invented voice for video gaming back in 90, 1999 so when i hear cheat code uh my, my ears perked up all right so let's talk about what you're listening for and let's let's try to be as prescriptive um yeah when you are onboarding as a product marketing person and you're you're looking to learn things share with me if you can how you're doing question and discovery and what you're trying to grok out of that conversation that's going to help you be sure. effective in your go-to-market motions. Yeah. So for me, it all starts with understanding of the product and it's way more than surface level. I want to be able to understand how it works, why it works. I need to know the ins and outs of it so that I can answer any question that comes up. And some products I've worked on in the past are way more technical than others. Um, I launched blockchain over at Salesforce, required a lot of knowledge in order mm -hmm. to be up to speed. And then working on the, the sales tools over at Salesforce and at Gong, it's just a, a whole different learning path. So I am listening for the how and the why do these products work? And that is diving into the calls and to the recordings that our product team and our engineering team are contributing to our onboarding process. So I am listening to different use cases, as many different use cases as I can get my hands on, to be quite honest with you. And then taking those and learning how to do it myself. I don't want to rely on anyone else to demo for me. I want to get my hands dirty. I want to be able to self-serve. And that itself takes a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Some products more time than others. Um, but this is been one of the products that I've got the most experience in. I know the buyer and I'm able to dive in pretty quickly. And then from there, assuming I know the product at this point, mm -hmm. I'm an expert. Mm -hmm. I want to know what the heck does it mean to the buyer? It's not just the, what is it, but how is this going to help our buyers lives? No matter who that buyer is, I focus a lot on sales here, but what is this doing to help that salesperson's life or for the listeners, what is it doing to help the marketer or your engineer or your developers? And how are we going to make this relevant mm -hmm. to them specifically? Mm -hmm. A step further is now that we understand what's relevant, why do we make this real to your life? How does it fit into the sales cycle on the team? And that's where I dive back into the call recordings. I need to understand how our sales team sells. Mm -hmm. It's different everywhere. Yeah, We have different steps of the process. You need to really understand what makes them tick and where you can get your sales team to understand the new value of new product launches. That's my main focus is bringing brand new products to market okay. and teaching and hyping them up and finding that product market fit. And so I'm understanding within our sales cycle, where are the opportunities there? 
And then from there on, it's all around creating relevant content and understanding where do our buyers live? Yeah. What is the best place to approach them? Now you used your, 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 your cheat there to get these insights, mm -hmm. um, because you couldn't meet in person, but thinking back to whether it's in Salesforce or GE, um, what are some of the conversations like it? Let, let's say let's role play if we can. And yep. let's say that I'm a current user of whether it's a Salesforce platform or Gong for that matter. What's an example question you might ask me to get to that, you know, the persona and the why I'm getting value of that, what, what it means to my life, as you, as you said. So throw a question out at me, we'll role play. Yeah, so the first question that I'm gonna ask is, how do you present this in a keynote? So we're at Dreamforce, imagine you're on stage. Let me see what are you gonna talk about from your perspective? What value do you see this bringing to the customer? And that, then from that's there, that's an interesting I'm gonna, approach. So you're putting them in the spot of like, you're giving a keynote or you're giving a presentation about your use and adoption of the platform. What are you talking about? I like that. That's clever. Yeah, the engineers and the product team, they may spend a ton of time on optimizing scrolling or something, for example. And yeah. this has been where their time has been focused and it is the gold standard. But when I listen to that and I put myself in the shoes of the customer, does that make my ears perk up as much as cheat codes made your ears perk up? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. While it's great for them, maybe it's not great for the customers. So it's just distilling that information and understanding, all right, cool. And then you ask why five times from there, why is that important? How does that work? Why does that work? Mm -hmm. And just really diving in. It's interesting because when you're, when you're actually getting them to themselves role play and put themselves on a stage, you've, you've forced them in a situation where their brain is not about what they're communicating to you. It's communicating to an audience of potential users or their peers and colleagues, and they're describing the value they're getting. I love that. That is, that is gold. Um, one of the things that I learned from talking with these processors going back again, this is it's like 16, 17 years. And I'm asking them about, they were, they all used a competitive piece of software for doing loans. I don't know if you ever bought a home, but when you buy a home, you got to, you know, deal with a loan officer and a loan processor in escrow. You go through this incredible, uh, daunting process of paperwork and the loan processor's job is to collect all the information and, and, and put together all the paperwork that's needed for a mortgage transaction. And I'm summarizing, but that's just to give, right. you know, you and, and everyone else, like that's their job. Making it sound so easy to buy a house. <laughs> so it, and it, and it, it's not, but it's, it's getting easier, I guess. But the right. loan officer, who's kind of like the salesperson, what they would say is, so you know, Jim, he comes over to my office every single day and wants to know what's the status of this loan? What's the status of this loan? And I hate, I'm, and if she was on stage, like you you said, she would say like, and I, don't you guys all hate when the loan officers come and ask you the status of the loan? Don't you wish there was a way they could just look inside of a system and see where the loan is? Well, that's what Encompass does for us is that I no longer have to be bombarded all day long. And like that came out and I'm like, that's a value proposition. And then, you know, we'd spend more time, but I want to talk about those, those nuggets that you tried to get. So what'd you hear about Gong in terms of, from a sales manager, in terms of if they were on stage, what would they be saying to someone about the value that it's bringing to, to them? So everyone starts with Gong is a revenue intelligence platform. 
What does that mean? That's a brand new term. Did, I really, do you guys say that or do they actually use that term? You guys use that term. Does Us as marketers use the term. It's been adopted by our sales team okay. and our CMO really pounds that in a revenue intelligence platform. It is the category defining software. If you look it up now, there are several different companies that use it. Gong was the first one to actually go to market as a revenue intelligence platform. And we coined that term, but me fresh eyes, what does that mean? What is revenue intelligence? I, I don't understand. Go on, go on. Mm -hmm. And it's all around understanding where in your deal cycle, how are your sales reps performing, understanding the why, and it's all powered by AI. Um, we often say no opinions, just reality. Mm -hmm. CRMs don't have all the data. It's often biased and it requires a sales rep to listen to a call, take their own notes, sometimes zone out a little bit because you're busy taking notes. Mm -hmm. And then in a couple of days, remember what you talked about, put it into the CRM. There's a big disconnect there. And with revenue intelligence, everything is automatically captured and the relevant points are picked out using proprietary AI software, fun different engineering lingo over there um, to identify what is happening? What are your best next steps? Yeah. And it really yeah. helps sales close more deals, yeah. identify risk in their pipeline. And it helps the rest of the teams understand the sales cycle, develop a go-to-market. Here when competitors are being mentioned, which is something I care about, um, there are filters that you can identify exactly when that name is said, zoom into that part of the conversation and understand how we're being positioned against them and what the objections are hundred different ways to use it. But as a marketer, those are the, the gold nuggets that I find. So a little bit of your onboarding is, is hearing what the founders and the people who really understand the value prop talk about. There was a, there was a category definition, RIP, mm -hmm. revenue, uh, intelligence platform. There's a book. I don't know if you ever read it. Al Reese and Jack Trout wrote a book called the 22 immutable laws of marketing. I read it probably 30 years ago. It's, it's, it's like the one minute manager. It's one of those books that every marketer should read. And law number one is um, define a category for your product or service, uh, like Coke, you know, the very first cola. Um, and then right. law number two is if you can't define, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you're not the category definer, you know, the first in the category, then define a new category. And right, if you guys have picked CRM, yeah, that's already well established. If you picked any other category, uh, and you said a few people have, have put themselves in that category as well. We've seen that with ABM and other areas that once a category gets defined, a lot of people want to bolt onto that existing category. Sometimes that's the right thing to do. Um, some things not not the right thing to do. So you've got your category. You're starting to learn the mind of the consumer, uh, the user, why they value the product. Now let's pivot to, because you have a product launch coming up. And as you know, I'm, I'm under embargo not to talk about that, but we're going to show and tell it. Uh, and we're going to release those videos in April 26, as I said. But how are you thinking through, describe for everybody, how you're thinking through what is needed from a go-to-market perspective? So product marketing, linking up with marketing and sales, you know, are are you thinking about your, your social posts? Are you thinking about your uh, website content? Are you thinking about the demos and demo scripts to show off these? I'd love for you to talk about that, that plethora of content that you now need to think about. And you can't do everything, but you got to do some things and you got to do some things well. So how do you take what you're learning 
and thinking about a go to market mm -hmm. motion and defining with marketing and sales what to come out with. So I like to call product launches a team sport. You hit the nail on the head with there's a lot to do and a lot that can be done. So who are you going to bring in and who's going to have a seat at the table to help with this product launch, both for marketing sales and from our product teams and what's going to move the needle. You have to, you have to prioritize uh, ruthless prioritization because it's a small company. We don't have time for everything, but what's going to move the needle. And some of the things that I am very focused on is bucketed in three different categories. One is sales enablement. Okay. And we partnered with um, Jameson, who's going to be on in a couple of weeks. And he is leading the charge and getting our sales team excited. Sales wants to hear from their peers and their leaders. They don't always want to hear from marketers. So mm -hmm. getting that leader to buy in mm -hmm. and to tell the message of this is how we're going to go to market. Here is the story. Here are the three pillars and which we're going to rest our story upon. And we provide different PowerPoint presentations for them to use. I call them the first call deck, mm -hmm. uh, demo scripts, a demo org so mm -hmm. that they can do it themselves and leave behind assets. Hey, we finished our call. Here's some fun things to remember. We took the notes for you essentially. And here's an asset for you to just look at no pressure if you forgot what we talked about. And then I bucket it into marketing and that's beyond product marketing, which is what I focus on. This includes everything from events to social to content and then down to product. And I've created the overall messaging, but I am relying on my counterparts to take that messaging and put it into action in their channels. And at Gong, I'm lucky enough to have counterparts in each of those different areas, but I know all companies aren't necessarily lucky enough to have that. Yeah. We have some of the most creative minds that make wonderful social media posts. The Gong social platforms are honestly quite hysterical um, and also very fact-based. It's You're gonna find sales tips galore there and taking this product launch messaging, putting it into something very engaging and very relevant. Yeah, I rely on that team for that. And we are hosting a dedicated event to this launch. We have an hour and a half, which includes networking, which includes presentations, which includes like how to open up your org and let's do this together. And just some fun experiences sprinkled throughout that um, we'll talk about a little bit more uh, during the event, but it's a little bit of a teaser for that. Nice. Well, I, I yeah. feel honored that you reached out to me. You know, I um, my daughter, the, who I mentioned doing video gaming, you know, she's she's a, a micro influencer and a lot of companies send her products mm -hmm. that she unboxes and promotes uh, and does stuff. And, you know, it, it was very cool when you guys reached out and said, hey, Dave, you run, you know, Demand Gen TV. We're introducing a new product and we'd love for you to feature on it. And I could sense there was like a, is this cool? Is this okay? It's exactly what I want every MarTech and sales tech company yeah. to be doing with us because I really want Demand Gen TV, our YouTube channel, to be the place people go to see short or extended demos of all these different tools. Because, by the way, I hate PowerPoint, not the product. I love the product. I work for Microsoft, you know, straight out of school. And, and you know, it's a phenomenal presentation platform, but it's a, it's abused in terms of show and tell around a product like 
You should never use PowerPoint to show your product or even talk about the product. You should develop a script that says, all right, so the first place we're going to start with Gong up here in the top left is explain to you how we ingest all the different communication that happens within your, your calls. And by the way, if those calls are on Zoom, we ingest the audio file, you know, and you, you show the product mm -hmm. and explain the product and explain the value proposition all at the same time, because otherwise PowerPoint's like, it's, it's a trailer or it's foreplay to the actual product and your audience is just sitting there like, are you going to show me the product? Because I'm actually going to be using the product and I won't be using PowerPoint in the slide. So uh, that's mm -hmm. my two cents for every marketer on the planet or every salesperson on the planet that's listening to this is shed your PowerPoint decks and get right to the demo and learn to explain your value prop as you're showing the, the, the product. I mean, that's that's really, to me, that's, that's, that's the way to go. But thank you for reaching out um, on that. Let's now let's fast forward um, and you're fully onboarded. You've done a couple different product launches and you've got something new that's coming out. I got to tell you, like on the receiving end of marketing with product marketing, by the way, do you report into the head of marketing? I would think so. I do. Yes. Yeah, um, we have a VP of product marketing. Our org is being built out every single minute. Uh, who reports into the CMO. Right. I uh, got about 22, I believe, today uh, marketers. Okay. So no, I, ideally no silos there. What I always struggled with was when product management would come down from the mountain and bring their new product that they've been working on for like a year or two and say, hey, we're launching this widget um, in three months. And so we're coming to you marketing oh, yeah. and looking to you guys to put together a marketing plan for it. I'm like, how, how long you've been working on this product? Like we're just finding out like about to, it now. Yeah, I like to approach my relationship with the product team as family and friends. Let's chat early and often. I like to be involved in the process of, hey, we're thinking about this feature. You're the one that's talking to customers. What do you think? Can you help us like fine tune it, find the right points? I talk with the product team almost daily. They're my, they're my besties in the org. Awesome. I think that that is all about the relationship. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you report into marketing product marketing reports into marketing and, and you have that kind of, you know, friends and family mm -hmm. approach with, with product management. doesn't always work that way at every company, especially large companies. Yeah. There's a lot of silos that take place and then, you know, marketing has got to react super quickly yes. where if we knew way in advance, the product roadmap and the launch plan and that type of stuff, uh, we can start to think about that if we're having a live mm -hmm. event or what have you, incorporating those launches into it rather than getting surprised. Uh, yeah. What, um, if you have a sense, what have been some of the best marketing channels for you since you since you market a tech product and a solution for sales and marketing people? What channels are working for you guys based on what you're hearing from the rest of the marketing team? So at Gong, our buyer is sales. They live in LinkedIn mm -hmm. and one of our biggest channels and where we're generating a lot of the buzz is actually through LinkedIn. And it is being to the point. It's not really filling everything with fluff. Here is three sales tips for you to use today. And if you go to it, you'll just see um, things like if you use this type of speech pattern, you'll close deals 53% more of the time, so on and so forth. It's helpful tips and it's not cluttering your inbox. It's, Hey, try this today. Let us know how it went. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would say our social media and our content marketing has been top notch. Mm -hmm. And I 
that is all thanks to um, Devin, who runs his own podcast as well. Yeah. And uh, Sheena Badani, and they're killing the game on those channels and finding out where they live. Yeah. Might be fun. I, it's it, it's a no-brainer channel, right, for you guys, because like you said, they, they live on LinkedIn, so they're reading the content. You guys are doing a great yeah. job, too, with customer advocacy. You know, the people who use the platform and get value from it, they're out there telling your, your story. And I do love all the social media that you guys are doing. It's entertaining, it's engaging, it's it's fun, enriching the team. Everybody does a great, great job. Yeah, we call our, our customers our raving fans. Yeah. And we don't even have to ask. It's a lot of teams are just singing from the rooftops of how did we do this before? And I don't know how to run a sales process before Gong. This has changed the game. And that's not even by asking. It's it's amazing to see the the outreach that we're getting. Nice. I mentioned a book earlier. We all have different places we learn. Some of us have mentors, coaches, or content. Where do you go for your source of upping your game around product marketing expertise for those people who want to learn uh, product marketing skills or, or hone uh, their craft? Yeah, so I am a huge fan of social media and I follow a lot of channels um, on LinkedIn as well. I'm also a big advocate of Twitter, um, bite-sized chunks so that you can see exactly what you want to dive into. And it surfaces everything that I need to see, um, all depending on who you follow. And uh, while I work with the sales buyer now, I'm a super nerd by heart. Uh, I have a IT background. I worked on blockchain. I was the developer evangelist for GE. And I like to stay sharp on things like that as well. Mm-hmm. Podcasting. Is something that I follow, how we built this, just like your general podcast. And we don't have the commute time to listen to podcasts anymore, but go on a run and put that in your ear, stuff like that. It's just passive learning. It's amazing. Well, I appreciate you jumping on with me and sharing a little about your onboarding experience and and how you've approached that. And um, encourage you guys, if you haven't uh, already, as you're listening to this, if you're someplace, you know, connect with with Ryan. She has, as she says, the traditional female spelling, R-Y-A-N-E, and then boom, like the sound, B-O-H-M. Connect with Ryan on LinkedIn, get her part of your community, and maybe lob some questions to her if you have, or just um, a curiosity around product marketing. Appreciate how approachable you've been. Appreciate all the collaboration. I'm looking forward to our videos coming up later this month and helping you guys with the launch. Yeah, thank you so much. I look forward to it. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Ryan. I will say to all of you once again, thank you so much for tuning into Demand Gen Radio. We love seeing the growth of the podcast. What was really cool uh, this past couple of weeks, we sent out our awards, these crystal microphones to the top 10 podcasts of 2020. And now we're working on 2021. We're seeing who's going to be there. So if uh, you haven't already, please reach out to me on LinkedIn connect with me. I'd love to know that you guys are out there listening to the podcast. It makes all this time and energy that we put into it that much more worth it to make you uh, and feel part of a community together. And if you haven't yet uh, checked out the YouTube channel, we do take these podcasts like the one today with Ryan and um, call it, if you will, syndicate it onto our YouTube channel. But what we have on the YouTube channel primarily is product demos, MarTech demos, sales tech demos, as well as how DemandGen does DemandGen and showing you guys uh, how we use the tools here. Um, So please join us there, DemandGen.tv. That's going to do it for this episode. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Take care.
You've been listening to Demand Gen Radio, bringing you the top industry experts, thought leaders, authors, marketing technology firms, and senior marketing leaders from around the world to teach you the methods and technologies for high-performance marketing.